Hello and welcome everyone to the Football Weekly Podcast. It's only one place that we could start today and it is in the top five leagues in Europe as it has been announced that the project of the European Super League is going to go forward. Just uh, ten minutes ago we also received the news that uh, Tottenham Hotspur have sacked their manager Jose Mourinho and we'll talk about it as well. They have the League Cup final to come at Wembley uh, this this Sunday. We we saw a fantastic game at the Wembley this weekend as well between Manchester City and uh, Chelsea. We'll discuss some things about it as well, some weekend roundup of all the news. But we'll start with the European Super League and what a shambles it is. Let's suppose you started watching football two or three years ago and you're a supporter of Liverpool Football Club since Jurgen Klopp took over. It's been a renaissance in that club, it's been a complete revolution of how things have been taking place in that football club. Yeah, this season they have had a dip, but if you consider that you're a fan of Liverpool Football Club and you get to see Liverpool face Atletico Madrid this midweek, the next week you get to see Liverpool play Juventus, then you see Liverpool playing Man City, then you see Liverpool playing Manchester United, then you see Liverpool playing all the big headers, you know, they play into Milan, they play Barcelona. You know, as, as a football fan who has got very less experience watching the European football, you think that, no, this, this is something very interesting and why should I watch the Premier League? Why should uh, the Champions League even exist? This is a really good project but you know there's a lot of blackface uh, in this because they th- this is a dirty game only only to undermine or un- only to just bolster all these big clubs and to inject revenue in them and I'm, I'm completely against it I'm completely against what is what is the proposed plan of this U- UA- European Super League uh, you know it is a a, a no-brainer that a fan, even from the clubs that uh, are taking play, are taking part in the Super League, should be against it because I myself, uh, being a fan of Real Madrid, am against it. I I, I don't see any reason to support the fa- the plans of Florentino Perez, Andrea Agnelli, and uh, Joel Glazer. You know they some they they just. They just uh, displayed a new face, which is a face of a, a kind of a burglar. You know, you you're taking the you're taking a, the daily bread from clubs who are fighting to get into the European spaces. You're taking the daily bread of clubs who are trying to stay in the Premier League or stay in the in their respective leagues. You're trying to take all the hard work. Uh, you know. All, all the hard work that has been put forward this season by clubs like, you know, by, by clubs like Leicester City or even West Ham United. You see, uh, Leicester City just scraped through a win against Southampton yesterday, and they're in the FA Cup final. I mean, are we going to see those fairy tales just in the domestic cup competitions? I think so. Yes. Uh, are we going to see Monaco making a run to the Champions League semi-finals? No. Are we going to see Ajax making the run to the Champions League semi-finals? No. Are we going to see Jose Mourinho lift an entire Porto side to win the Champions League again? No. I don't think so. 
uh, you know, the last season, the fairy tale run of Leon as well, eliminating Juventus and Manchester City in the process uh, was a complete and utter uh, unexpected story. You know, Rudy Garcia coming out of nowhere and picking this team up, you know, dusting them off and just making them ready to win a prestigious competition. I mean, it was unthinkable that Leon would go that far. I mean, I was actually rooting for Juventus to go through in that tie. That didn't happen. They beat Manchester City in Lisbon as well. And, you know, it is a perfect illustration of how football is now being run by these these smugglers, or you might say these these people who only care about the money, they don't care about the fans as well. You know, it's it's been a complete disgrace if you are some of the big clubs in England as well. I, I saw a lot of, and I heard as well, a lot of... Uh, a lot, a lot of pundits in in the UK, especially the ones from uh, Manchester United. I mean, Ra Rio Ferdinand gave uh, gave a big piece to BT Sport as well yesterday, following the uh, following the result between uh, Leicester and Southampton in the FA Cup semi-final. Uh, we saw Gary Neville speak uh, speak lo lo a lot strongly about this. We also saw Rio Ferdinand and Micah Richards been very much vocal about it and you know rightly so why shouldn't they be you know they they've been at the bottom of uh, this pyramid they've been at the bottom of this tree they have to had they had to work a lot harder to get the success that they get that they got i mean imagine if you're manchester united and you and you and you support the club you know you want to have a possible you know, if you see, if you're Manchester United and you want to win the Champions League, I mean, that's the ambition. If you're Liverpool, you want to win the Champions League. If you're Real Madrid, if you want to win the, you want to win the Champions League. Barcelona want to win the Champions League and everything. And you know, it's all fair and done. If if you lose that game, I mean, if you're going to win the Champions League, you better make sure that you deserve to win the Champions League. That's a point that uh, I would like to suggest because, you know, these these 12 clubs which, is, which have signed for it, it's the six big clubs from England, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, United, City and Liverpool. It's the three from Italy in the two Milan clubs in Inter and AC Milan and Juventus. Uh, it's uh, three from Spain as well, the two Madrid clubs in Atletico Madrid and uh, Real Madrid along with Barcelona as well. So, you know, these teams are playing a very different ball game right now because they want to rebel against uh, UEFA. They want to rebel against their own leagues. They know that they have the best players amongst the other as compared to the other teams which will be playing in that league and that gives them the upper hand because the UEFA and FIFA they have released a statement saying that the players which will be playing for the clubs taking part in the UEFA Super League they won't they won't be allowed to play for their national teams they won't be allowed to represent their national teams in the big competition so imagine a Lionel Messi not being able to play the Qatar World Cup uh, you know you imagine Ronaldo not being able to represent Portugal for this Euro uh, for, the, for the Euro 2021 and that, that might be a disaster I mean um, but there as well you know they have the big power game 
in in the sense that I mean let's say you know Robert Levent not Robert Lewandowski because Bayern is completely different story there but let's say if Kevin De Bruyne Romelu Lukaku they both don't play for Belgium in the in the Euros that's going to be a complete disaster I mean who would watch the Euros without uh, without players like Lukaku Hazard and De Bruyne are not playing for Belgium you you won't see uh, players like Antoine Griezmann, Olivier Giroud, Paul Pogba, Angolo Kante playing for France. There's a wide range of possibility that they, we won't see Bruno Fernandes, Charles Felix, there is uh, Ruben Diaz, Cristiano Ronaldo for Portugal, uh, all these big names which are playing from the big six clubs, so-called the big six clubs in the Premier League to, who will be able to represent the uh, the English national team so th there's a lot of uh, leeway into it because I don't think uh, that's the route that UEFA and FIFA are going to take because that might be a bluff because they are not uh, ready to get the power of the entire the entire uh, a league of their own I mean they, they don't want the power to be en entirely subjected to the clubs uh, but again, I think this is a complete and utter mess and it will be a complete shambles until and unless it has been removed. I think uh, the clubs have to not just take care of what their players want to do, but they also have to look forward to what the fans expect from them. Um, you know, on Sky yesterday, Gary Neville said that uh, teams like Liverpool, Manchester United and Arsenal, they should be banned, they should be relegated, you know, keep Fulham in the uh, conversation, Kia, do keep Burn uh, give Burnley the title, give Leicester City the title and everything and to a certain extent I think that is right uh, Liverpool, Manchester United and uh, Manchester uh, and Arsenal, they have in them, uh, you know 20 league titles for United, 19 for Liverpool and 13 for Arsenal, I mean that is a hell of a accomplishment between these three sides and if you think that abandoning the league abandoning the pyramid abandoning the uh, the culture that has allowed you to reach the supremacy or should I say the summit of uh, European football you're abandoning it that's criminal that is not just to uh, the other teams trying to get it I mean you look at the results over the weekend and these are some these are these are few results which happened in the weekend which has gone through Real Madrid and Hitafe had a nil nil draw at the Alfredo Di Stefano stadium Real Madrid and the president Florentino Perez is the chairman of uh, uh, is the president of this European Super League you see Atalanta beating Juventus 1-0 in Bergamo we had Napoli and Inter having a draw at uh, at the Stadio San Paolo in Serie A, uh, Milan just getting a getting a win through an own goal from Scamacca in Serie A as well to get the three points. Fulham and Arsenal played a one-all draw. Uh, Atletico Madrid they are struggling in La Liga. Yeah, they won five-nil yesterday in against Eibar, but they're struggling and badly against uh, in in La Liga. You see. Uh, uh, as I said, Arsenal and Fulham had a one-all draw yesterday. Uh, you know, Manchester City getting beaten by Chelsea, but they're the two teams 
which are in the Super League again you know there are a lot of dynamics around this you know PSG PSG are not in the conversation until now because uh, their president Al Khalifi is a really good companion of uh, the some of the board members in the UEFA office as well so you know he's not actually intending to be a part of this scandal uh, they, they, they themselves scraped through a 3-2 victory after a Mallory Cardi penalty in the last seconds of the game I mean there's something really to be considered right now West Ham and Leicester City are in the top four of the Premier League before we're in the top four of the Premier League before this week and after this match day I don't know how things will shake up but they were in the top four Arsenal and Tottenham themselves uh, were in uh, were in Goodison Park for a two-all draw against Everton and you know these are some results from the teams which are trying to uh, inject themselves in the European Super League and I think this is a scandalous scan and very very much scandalous uh, approach from the big teams and you know if this goes through you know it is going to be just as much unjust as it would be uh, to UEFA it would be as unjust to the smaller teams as it would be unjust to the UEFA as well and it would be very much heartbreaking for the fans you know I mean all of all of us are, is going to watch that you know but the format is that the 15 founding clubs which are the 12 which I mentioned before and the three which might be the likes of Porto and the others. I'm, I'm I'm listening a lot of Porto. I think Porto is going to be in the conversation. PSG, maybe you know, Bayern have said no. Dortmund have said no. The the CEO of Borussia Dortmund has come out and said that he is not going to be a part of this mess. He said that he won't be able. Uh, he is. Uh, he and the Bayern president are in the are sailing in the same boat as far as the uh, as far as the decision about the European Super League is concerned uh, the same goes with RB Leipzig as well they have said no to this plan uh, again you know this is completely scandalous I mean you look at the uh, amount of glory days that these clubs have had in their league I mean you want to win the Champions League as I said if I am a Real Madrid fan I want I am a Real Madrid fan and I want to win the Champions League every season but I don't want to be I don't want to get this result by not earning it I I want my team to go out there and fight fight for their lives I want my team to lose an odd game I want my team to fight for a relegation battle once in a while I mean Manchester United as successful as they have been they have were in the second division in the 1970s where they had a torrid time and in the and in the next 15 years again came back to glory days you know we have all these things we see how Leeds United coming up in the Premier League they've been so good in the in the championship they had a very rich history about themselves in the in the past in the Premier League we see Bolton we see Nottingham Forest getting out due to due to some hideous things that happened 20 25 years ago in the, in their clubs you know that that is something that i want to 
uh, that I want to see. I want to see a lot of stories. I want to see a lot of fairy tales. You won't see Ajax again making that run if this project goes out. You won't see Porto in the Champions League. You don't want to see Lyon and Monaco making runs to uh, the Champions League again. You know, Dortmund, how magical that run was from Jurgen Klopp and Borussia Dortmund in 2013 when they beat Real Madrid. They obviously gave Bayern a a, a game to a game to just remember uh, when they won their fifth uh, European title. I mean that is something which fans want to see. If you're not getting re and there's there's an upside to this, you know. If you're watching Real Madrid against Manchester United every single season, it loses its relevance. I mean, you watch Real Madrid against Manchester United after six or seven years, or even ten years, then that is a spectacle to watch you see the tickets getting booked so much so that you, you you've got fans waiting outside the stadium fans waiting outside the Bernabeu outside the uh, outside the Old Trafford you know you want Manchester United uh, you want Liverpool to be uh, buzzing at Anfield after they go uh, 3-0 down against Barcelona that's what one you that's what what you want to see but if these Super Leagues do come into place then these 15 teams have the right to play it every single season which means they're gonna get the money injected and that is reportedly going to be multiplied in tens and thousands tens and hundreds I'm sorry by the money that a Champions League competition would generate and this is unjust because if I am if imagine myself in the boots of uh, say Florentino Perez I am going to get that sort of money and I know that uh, winning the league is a priority yes but you know what we're not gonna go down so how about we don't fight and I know that is going to be uh, the, the the problem with the other clubs as well the problem with the other owners as well so a lot of money instead of getting injected into the team instead of getting injected into the into the betterment of the club in the betterment of the stadium in the betterment of the fans they should be injecting they will be injecting into their own pockets the pockets of the board members will be full of it everyone because if i'm not getting relegated i'm i'm, I'm really not trying for it because let's Let's imagine a scenario where I am Manchester United and I'm at the bottom of uh, at the bottom of my table and um, on my group table and you know what I have to go to the Johan Cruyff Arena next day to play Ajax and I know that even if I lose this game I'm going to be in the competition next season. Why do I even try and win it? I mean, it's not going to be, it's going to be a dull game because you know that you're not going to get out of this competition by just by just losing that game or even finishing on the bottom of the group that's completely hideous the timing is hideous first and foremost and yeah we'll get to the timing as well but you know this 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 complete and utter discussion of not getting relegated from your league not getting prom not getting any promotions not getting any new teams is completely hideous why do you want to have it why don't you have Leicester City coming if uh, in the European Super League on merit if they win the Premier League next season? Why do you don't want Lille to be in the uh, conversation for the Euro European Super League if they win the league on next season? Why don't you want to have it? 
why is Arsenal, who are not even in the top six, they're not even fighting for the Europa League spaces, why are they not? Why are they in the conversation of playing the European Super League? Why is Tottenham a team which is going through a stubborn time? The team which has just sacked their manager Jose Mourinho. Why? Why they they're clinging on, clinging their hopes on a Carabao Cup trophy which they're going to play. Why are they in the Super League? This is a very scandalous time for every football club. They don't know what they're getting into and I wish and I think that the 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 timing of this completely useless league what one of the calling about they should be stopped I don't think it's think it is going to stop it's going to revolve again and again and again for the next three or four months until it is passed and I hope that it does not get it because it's going to just Degenerate the amount of the amount of love that we have for the game. The, the football uh, fan base will be ruined after this, and it is going to just undermine the success of all the smaller teams. I mean, look at Borussia Dortmund. They they have such a incredible regime of getting players after just recruiting them, uh, having the having the guys getting all over the world and recruiting all the smart talents, the young talents that are coming into the uh, coming coming into the Borussia Dortmund team and giving guys like Manchester City a game to remember. I mean look at Jude Bellingham, he's seventeen years of age. Do you think that if Borussia Dortmund signed for this they're gonna they're gonna make it up to it? I don't I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna recruit players again. I mean, Bayern do a power game in Germany, but they have a... The German teams, I mean, they're going to a lot of controversies in the uh, in, in, in the coming... In, in the recent days, but they have been really, really specific about the rules that they abide with. You know, they, hang, they have given just 49% of uh, authority to the board members of the club, and that is really, really good. If you talk about... The remaining 51% it's left to the fans and fans I mean I'm not really uh, having any doubt about it that they voted a vote of no confidence against this uh, against this mess which is which we are talking about right now so it is really the time to just wake up just get into the senses and just think about what is going wrong with football right now because these players, these are the, the these football owners. They they're not in a right state of mind. They want money to be uh, put into their pockets just by a virtual super league, which is not good for the entire footballing world. And I really, I'm I'm really against it. I mean, look at the guy, that guy Joe Glazer. I mean, he made an interview two or three years ago. Then he, that he just. That he didn't knew anything about the offside rule. I mean, he's just an American businessman coming here to ruin football. I mean, if you don't know anything about football, just get away from it. Why is he made the vice president, vice chairman of the European Super League? Florentino Perez. He's seen the struggles. He's seen the nightmares. He's seen the glory for Real Madrid. Why is he doing this?
I mean, he's he, he's doing this from a long period of time. I mean, he's the guy who's actually persuading guys, he's persuading the ownership, you know, he's, he's got J.P. Morgan into it and everything, but he's he's been through everything and he thinks that it will give him a lot of TV rights and everything. I think it's absurd. I think it's very much a thorough disregard to what he thinks of the Spanish FA, what he thinks of the Champions League, which is a competition which defines Real Madrid and their success. He is a guy, Florentino Perez, who has defined the legacy of Real Madrid by signing Galacticos in the 2010s, in the 20, in the, in the early 2000s. He's, de he's been defining the success of Real Madrid for a long period of time, and to see him doing such a hideous thing really turns my mind off. You see clubs like Milan and Inter having a kind of a rebellion, kind of a kind of an awakening in them because they want to get the better of UEFA, who didn't actually regard them as a proper team to represent them uh, on the European front. They want to have one up against these uh, the board members of the European front office, and for that purpose, they have signed for this. For, for for this for this tournament, I mean, it's completely and utter hideous, and it's 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 not good enough for the footballing world. I mean, how can you even imagine playing Liverpool Juventus every single season? That's not good enough. You lose the significance of the game. You lose the significance of the fixtures. The Champions League, yes, I know there are there is need for some kind of some 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 kind of uh, you know what do we say? Some kind of change. Some kind of upgradeness but you know it's not good enough for these clubs to have the power in themselves because these FAs they are being run by the teams and these teams have been run run by some knuckleheads uh, like Joel Glazer is I mean he's a complete and utter disgrace of that football club you know Manchester United he he's just plucking the fruits he's just plucking the money out of the tree which has been built by huge amount of success created by guys like Alex Ferguson and the others you know he's been just getting the betterment of uh, having a football club which is as rich in history as Manchester United I'm really flabbergasted at what they've done look at Liverpool I mean what have they, what have they done you never walk alone that's such a beautiful message such a beautiful message to give to everyone around here what have what have they done now They've just, they've just, just walked along with a, uh, with how their fans right now. That is disgraceful. This shouldn't be happening. This really shouldn't be happening. You, you don't want to see Real Madrid being just run by a bunch of knuckleheads after Florentino Perez goes, because then what would come? That the glory days would go the squad quality would just decrease because you don't have any fear of getting relegated and you won't actually bother about bolstering your squad because you know that the other guys who are along with you in this league they won't bother as well so it's a complete and utter mess and I want this to end as soon as possible I do want some changes in the Champions League but yeah this is something which shouldn't be happening and I really really hope that the plans, the desires of guys like Florentino Perez, uh, Andrea Agnelli from Juventus and uh, Joel Glazer. By the way, you know, 
uh, Edward Wood has signed off from his UEFA duties. He's relieved of all these duties in the wake of the Super League announcement. Guys like uh, Andrea Agnelli, who are the who is the president of the European Clubs Association, he's left his duties. He's uh, in order to be the vice chairman of the European Super League. I mean, this is a shambles, complete shambles. Andrea Agnelli has been holding that post for what now eight to nine years. He was the president. He was the president of the European European Clubs Association uh, since 2012 now, and he's left that position. That is scandalous. This is a thing which needs to be stopped. A rebellion from all the fans is needed to stop this. And I hope, and I really, really hope that after everything is done, we have a very good Champions League structure for us, which will be taking place after the 2024 season or in the 2024 season. They call it the Swiss model or something. But I hope that this European Super League, the plan is just scrapped off. I don't want to see it. End of story. So Tottenham Hotspur have fired their manager, Jose Mourinho, in the wake of that 2-2 draw against Everton and I don't really feel the reason why they have done it because they are in the midst of getting into the top four as well they are not very far away they the gap can be can be reduced to a certain extent they can go into the top four but I don't know why they have really uh, they have really chosen to take this step. As far as the reports go, it is uh, confirmed that uh, Ryan Mason and Chris Powell are in line to take uh, for take the job for the remainder of the season. And uh, in you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think uh, Ryan Mason is the front runner for this job because he's an ex Tottenham player. He's just resigned. He's 29 years of age. That is. Uh, roughly as the same age as Harry Kane is, so, you know, it's going to be a difficult job for him. He has a big game coming up in on Sunday, which is the which is the League Cup final, uh, the Carabao Cup final against uh, Manchester City, and it's not going to be an easy game at Wembley. Um, probably, I will hope that Manchester. I I really think that Manchester City will go f come up with big guns as they lost against. Uh, Chelsea in the FA Cup uh, semi-finals, and you know, I don't, I don't really feel the reason why they did sack uh, Jose Mourinho because he is, he is your best option right now to get in the top four. I don't think Ryan Mason, Chris Powell does make any good to the chances right now. They have to topple one of Chelsea or Liverpool because I think one of them is going to get in the top four. They probably have to hope that Leicester City bow out. They probably have to hope that Leicester City get fatigued a lot. I think they will get the better of West Ham as the season progresses. Uh, they have, I think, yeah, yeah. That's that's about it. That's about the competition that they have for the top four. I mean, unless and until Carlo Ancelotti and Everton can spring up a surprise for them. But, you know, I don't think it's the right move from Tottenham. At this point of the season, no, they shouldn't be sacking Mourinho because he's a guy who's been in this position. He's a guy who you can bet on to go into the top four. As far as the current climate goes under Tottenham Hotspur, it's, 
it's a bit dizzy right now because, uh, yeah, I mean, they they really have no idea what to do with this current group of players. Uh, Daniel Levy has signed a competition as well to get into the European Super League. Uh, again, this has been a mess right now. It's a bit of a complicated story in to say in short, but. I think that's a wrong decision at the wrong time right now from Tottenham to sack Jose Mourinho as a manager and appoint, uh, and appoint Chris Powell or Ryan Mason as their new head coach until the end of the season because it's not going to work. I don't think so because at this point in time with the players fatigued and in a real wake or in real need of experience, are you going to just uh, stay away or s just abandon the service of Jose Mourinho. I don't think so. I think it's a mistake. I don't think they're going to finish in the top four again. But Jose Mourinho, I still think they had a chance. With Ryan Mason, I don't think it's going to be feasible for them. I think they have to just get on board with the Europa League again. Or, to be precise, with the European Super League as well. You know, who knows? But again, it's not going to be that easy for them. It's uh, going to be a bit of an arm wrestle to get into the top four and as far as Jose Mourinho goes I'm really really hoping I'm really uh, looking forward to see where does he end up next season and not just him even guys like Harry Kane who I think are fed up with the Tottenham Hotspur project every single season they I've been promised to win a trophy but no it's for some of the other reason it doesn't happen I think he's going to take the long road he's going to take an exit from the club you know even players like Jürgen Son might consider an exit from this club because he's been tremendous for for Tottenham Hotspur over the years. I think he will take the high road as well. And I'm really hoping how this club structures, uh, the, the structure of this club does pan out in the next coming few few years to come. So in the week's roundup, we start with the league R and we had uh, the top four teams again in the competition we had Lille having a one-all draw on Saturday against Montpellier uh, we had a crazy game at the Parc des Princes where PSG won after a late Mauro Icardi goal against Saint-Étienne we also had uh, Bordioche facing Monaco and it ended in a 3-0 victory for uh, Niko Kovac's men it was a, again a fantastic game for Monaco they were really really good on the night uh, we also had Lyon having a win against Nantes uh, a, a big away game for Lyon again uh, Nantes not playing really well in the Liga they might just get uh, relegated from the league as well but you know a fantastic result for PSG by the way because they have now reduced the gap between them and Lyon by just by two points and now they're just one point behind Lille uh, but to say that it's just between Lille and PSG would be a big understatement because now Monaco, Lyon, PSG and Lille they all these four teams have just you know just three points difference I mean Lyon is on 67, Monaco on 68, PSG 69 and Lille 71 slip and you see the table turn around and again uh, you know I still predict PSG to come up clutch in this uh, in the in this competition uh, and win the league again but uh, well it's gonna take a bit of a wrestling to do with the, the other clubs as well
As far as the Serie A goes, uh, we saw a big game between Inter and Napoli yesterday and it's ended in a one-all draw at the Stadio San Paolo as an own goal from Samir Handanovic opened the scoring for Napoli and Christian Eriksen uh, just before the hour mark equalised for Inter. As far as uh, the other games go, we had a crazy game with Lazio and Benevento which ended in a 5-3 victory for Lazio at the Stadio Olimpico. We had uh, Atalanta in a big game against Juventus. Juventus without Cristiano Ronaldo has a muscle injury. They played a 1-0 victory against Juventus Atalanta. Uh, a late goal from Ruslan Malinovsky which now leaves the table in a bit of a tatters because Inter are going to win the league for sure. They're 71 points in 31 games. Uh, Juventus are on 62 points, Atlanta on 64, Milan 66 and Napoli on 60. So they've got four teams playing for three Champions League sports and they have just six points, different, uh, a difference of six points between them. Mind you, Milan have to play Atlanta away. Uh, you have uh, Juventus playing Milan as well, Napoli going to play Atlanta. So it's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle again for everyone to uh, knock them off and see what happens. Uh, but we now move to La Liga where we had a nil-nil affair between uh, Real Madrid and Tafe. Atletico Madrid stretching their lead again against Eibar. 5-0 on the night. Uh, two goals for Angel Correa and Marcus Llorente. Marcus Llorente, for me, you know, MVP of the year in La Liga. He's been... He's been far and better the best player in Spain for me, I think so. Better than uh, Karim Benzema and Lionel Messi have been as far as I go. So, yeah, that's for a big shout-out to Marcus Llorente there. But, uh, again, a big victory for Sevilla as well against Real Sociedad uh, away at the Real Arena. Uh, a goal from uh, Yusuf El Nesri and Fernando as uh, as early as Carlos Fernandez scored for Sociedad in the fifth minute, it was a comfortable victory in the end for Sevilla. And uh, now the table it is very much interesting because uh, Atletico Madrid have opened a three-point gap between them and Real Madrid. Barcelona have a game in hand and they've got five points behind uh, Atletico Madrid. Sevilla are a point behind Barcelona. Played the game more than Barcelona again, but you know the tables can turn again very very quickly. I still predict Atletico Madrid to do the job and win the La Liga title. As far as the Premier League goes we have a big game to come up between Liverpool and Leeds United at the Elland Road uh, tonight. We have Manchester United play Burnley uh, yesterday where we saw the infamous reaction of Gary Neville regarding the European Super League. It ended in a 3-1 victory for Manchester United against uh, Burnley at the Old Trafford Stadium where Edinson Cavani scored in injury time. Mason Greenwood and Mason Greenwood scored twice uh, in the second half, uh, which was sandwiched. Uh, in, in between was sandwiched a goal from James Tarkovsky, who had a tremendous game again uh, against Manchester United. We had Everton and uh, Tottenham having a 2-0 draw 
at the Goodison Park where Guilford Sigurdsson and Harry Kane both had braces for themselves. Arsenal playing a one-all draw against Fulham uh, yesterday at uh, the Emirates Stadium. Uh, we had uh, we had some cup competition as well. You know, a big shout out to Barcelona as they won five nil against uh, Athletic Bilbao. Uh, final was it or four nil? I don't really remember it, but yeah, uh, I have to check again. I think it was a four nil victory. Yeah, four nil victory to Barcelona. Two goals from Lionel Messi. Ah, Lionel Messi in that last 15 minutes was tremendous. Vintage Lionel Messi, turning back the clock back to uh, turning the clock back to 2015. <laughs> you know, shades of that Lionel Messi because he was a bit, a bit shadowed in the classic against Real Madrid. Uh, a goal for Frankie De Jong and a goal for Antoine Griezmann as well. Uh, a tremendous game for Barcelona, snapping the authority, showing the league that they're still yet to come for them. In the Bundesliga we had a 4-1 victory for Borussia Dortmund against Werder Bremen. We had Bayer Leverkusen playing a 3-0 victory against Köln. The big game between Wolfsburg and Bayern Munich ending in a 3-2 victory for the German giants Bayern Munich. Borussia Mönchengladbach surprisingly getting a victory against Eintracht Frankfurt. Remember Eintracht Frankfurt's manager uh, which is uh, Adi Hutter, he is supposed to be the manager of Gladbach and when Gladbach announced that their manager Marco Rosa is going to go towards Borussia Dortmund at the end of the season, things went south for Munchen Gladbach. Is this the time where things go south for Eintracht Frankfurt? I'm really looking forward to it. RB Leipzig managed a 0-0 draw against Hoffenheim. Uh, it, the game was uh, at the Red Bull Arena. Uh, uh, Leipzig getting a lot of their players back. They played a full strength squad against Hoffenheim and still couldn't win. Big story there. Uh, you know, not much to talk about in the Bundesliga because everyone knows that now that Wolfsburg cannot snatch the points away from Bayern Munich, they're gonna run away with the title again. As far as the FA Cup goes, we saw a 1 0 victory for Chelsea uh, against Manchester City at the Wembley Stadium. On Saturday, it was a very tight game to call in. Uh, nearly, you know, we saw a you know a perfect game in a lot, a lot of sense because it was a tactical battle between Pep Guardiola and uh, and Thomas Tuchel. Pep Guardiola resting a lot of the a lot of his players. He played at the midweek against Borussia Dortmund. Uh, the quadruple is off. As for Chelsea, they are in two cup competitions now in the. FA Cup and the Champions League. They have Real Madrid to come up uh, next week in uh, in Madrid. The first leg is going to be played. So it's a hell of a fight for Thomas Tuchel and his men. As far as Manchester City, they have the cup uh, the cup final against uh, the League Cup final against uh, Tottenham at Wembley Stadium uh, this weekend. They are the Premier League champions. I think it's inevitable right now that they're going to be crowned the Premier League champions. As far as the Champions League goes, they have a very tough draw against PSG, and I'm looking forward to how that game pans out for them. Uh, we had another game in the FA Cup between uh, Leicester and Southampton, which ended in a 1-0 victory for Leicester after Kalichi Hinacho, we who has a brilliant love affair with this competition, scores again on the 55th minute to give Leicester the advantage over Southampton. Now they face Chelsea in the final uh, next month at the Wembley Stadium. So that's it from me today. Uh, 
hope you like this i would like you i would like you a lot of you to spread the word about this podcast and share it with your friends uh so that's all from me today goodbye and stay safe around uh, around you take care of your family as well uh that's it ciao uh, this was your host my rashmatkar hope you enjoyed this podcast